Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about The Stray Spirit by R.K. Ashwick. So let's surge to the magic of books. This was a lot of fun. I am going to say that I did get a, a copy from the author, uh, but I'm going to be very honest about my feelings with this book. And truthfully, my feelings about this book are that it was pretty fun. It was pretty good. I had a, a blast reading it. Every uh, every time I cracked it open, I would be chuckling every few pages or just having like those warm fuzzies you get when you have a, a good feeling kind of going on. So I really enjoyed this book for this. I just kind of came off of uh, some other books, as you know, that are very heavy and deep and thick, and not in a bad way. This is very different, and this is kind of just a rejuvenating book. It was like, hey, this is a nice, like, this is a perfect comfy read. If you ever just needed to be like, hey, I need something comfy, man, I would go to this book sometimes because it is great. So let's kind of talk about it a little bit. I'm going to try and keep this a little non-spoilery, but you guys all know me, and I am not very good at that. So in a non-spoilery way, uh, let's just kind of go over the, the little quotes on the back. I can read that for you, right? Um, the struggling bard, Emery Carrick, he's our main character. He's trying to join the art guild, become an elite musician, and then he can return to his family. He ends up getting his loot possessed by a spirit, which he doesn't believe, you know, he didn't believe in at first. And then they have to go on, he goes on a quest to figure out, you know, why these surges are killing the spirits or killing, attacking people now and hurting people and what's going on. It was a lot of fun. So really quickly in the non-spoiler way, I'm going to try and go over my uh, feelings using the, uh, the call pile system I have, which uh, if you haven't ever heard of it, it's uh, characters atmosphere, writing, plot, uh, investment or interest, logic, and enjoyment. And writing. I forgot writing um, because they're not in order on my sheet, which is silly. But so just uh, generally to talk about these uh, these seven kind of characteristics that I use to kind of figure out my feelings about book. We'll start with characters. Non-spoiler way, I thought these characters were great. I felt like they were very relatable in almost everything they do from Emery to Calliope to Aspen. You could see parts of yourself in all of them and you could be like, oh yeah, I remember when I was like that or I know somebody who's like that or I remember feeling that way when I did a certain thing. So it was very, you're obviously in their heads and you kind of know it was very nice and refreshing to have that. Atmosphere, the atmosphere of this book was good. Sometimes I really felt the atmosphere mostly when we were in the waterways. That was the time when I kind of really felt like the scenery more than when we were just in a city or somewhere else. When we were in Devrin Gray's house, the surge ex uh, experimenter before who's been collecting the surge energy on things and kind of sealing it up to study it, I really felt, sorry, that was a spoiler and I didn't even mean it, I'm sorry. But uh, when we go to his house, I really felt the atmosphere there because I'm like, oh yeah, it's super cluttered and I could totally picture everything. The city's, you know, the inn's less so, but that's fine. They were less kind of important places for the most part. So let's uh, move off of there. The writing, I thought the writing was really good. It was, it wasn't too complicated. It was very kind of simple and clean and really doing good with the work it does. I'm not a huge uh, person who's able to say a lot on the writing quality. Just needless to say that I didn't see any, obvious like tons of grammatical errors or any issues there. So I really, I wasn't bothered by the writing. I thought it was good. Is it one of the most amazing proses I've ever read? No, but that's very few and far between and not every author has to or needs to write to that, try and write to that level. This is perfect for what this book is. Just great. So the plot, I like the plot. Emery obviously gets enrolled in something he's unaware of, and then he has to keep going on and forward. 
And by the end of the book, we, you know, he's at where he's at, which I'm trying not to talk about because that's a spoiler. And, you know, things are happening. The only thing I kind of feel about the plot is that it felt a little bit too fast. Just, and that's such a hard thing to say because the way the book is, is written, that's how it is. But uh, between the, the final surge that they're, okay, sorry, spoilers again. The final surge that they're waiting for is, you know, only so many days away. And I'm, I just was like, oh, that's so tough to get like news because you have no telegrams or telegraphs, which is not even fine. It's a fantasy world. I'm, I'm all chill with that, right? But no instant communication to kind of get the word out. So your four days is really like three days minimum to get the word out, which is then two days to actually get stuff done and understanding and then it's like one day to get to people into safety and so I was like that just seems really fast maybe if we'd said you have a week I don't know I'm not trying to hold it against it it was just something that like it was kind of like you know going 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 and then the last like quarter of the book just felt more rushed because it was a time crunch which is again fine I just, that was something that kind of stuck out to me as I was reading it. My investment in this book, I mean, I was hooked on this book after like the first three chapters. I just wanted to keep reading it. It was a lot of fun, like I said, made me laugh every time I read it. And who doesn't want to read a good comfy book that makes you laugh, right? So um, the logic of the book, good. I feel didn't feel like anybody really acted too out of character or too different from how a real person would act in that situation. So I have to give it high marks for that. And on the enjoyment level, like I said, I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was hilarious at parts and fun. I really liked a lot of the things going on, which I'll talk about in just a minute. So I think that's we're just going to have to go into spoilers now and let's start talking about characters. All right, getting into our characters here. Let's first talk about Emery. He's our main character. He's a musician. He plays the lute. I liked Emery a lot as a good main character. I felt he was very relatable and real and easy to identify with. You know, he's struggling. He wants to make his name with the art guild, the biggest musician guild. And, you know, I love that we learned slowly but surely you know exactly why he wants to get in and how long it's actually taking him and all the uh, his whole backstory you know we're not just giving it right away that was a nice touch you know when it comes out that we have aspen who is our our stray spirit and uh, they go by they them but I, I like that aspen's just like a child and he's like why do you do this why do you do that uh how come this is the way it is this is what i feel like he's just such a kid he's just like asking these pointless questions or like trying to push on things you're like just stop for talking about it for a minute like i want to just think to myself when I love that and back to Emery sorry we learn you know that he left home kind of in a fit or a rage where he was just like I'm gonna go be a musician I don't want to work the waterways like everybody else I'm not gonna come home until I get the gold badge you know saying I'm part of the art guild and then it's been three years later and he still hasn't gotten it and the emotions that he is portraying when when Calliope is like write your family you need to write them and tell them or when he gets letters and he's like I don't know what to write them I haven't made my goal I can't just it's not that he doesn't want to admit defeat, but he's ashamed that he left the way he did. And I totally understand that like when you leave or do something on a hard note or a bad note, it is so much harder to come back to that and just say, I'm sorry, or to, and the longer you let it go, the harder it is because it's been... You know, it's been three years for him at this point, and he's like, I can't go back and just say I'm sorry. Well, he could, but that's besides the point. Like, it's so tough for him, right? So that's that. I really like that. I liked his growing relationship with Aspen the whole time, and he's just like, what am I going to do with this kid? Like, he doesn't, he's so weird, and he just, like, is so blunt to people, and, you know, he's like, I just got to get used to it. So I like that. I also liked, 
I really am a sucker for the kind of relationship that he has with Calliope, where they were in a relationship, then she kind of dumped him because she was like, you have to, you know, come with me, or it's you choose your dream or me. And she does apologize for that and was like, that was wrong. I was just stressed out and kind of nervous because... She's also super relatable because, okay, we're going to skip to her for a second, because she's like, I want to just keep studying and I don't want to graduate because, and it, she doesn't say it, that if she graduates, she has to like pick a job and like actually work. But that's kind of the feeling you get, right? She's just like, I just want to keep studying. There's more to learn. I need to keep learning. I don't want to stop. So she is very focused on that. And then I just, I love their relationship where they still both like each other, but neither of them really knows how the other one feels. And I feel like Calliope kind of knows that uh, Emery still likes her, but Emery, the whole book is just like, oh, she's going to tell me right now that she's tired of spending time with me and she does this. And I love that he's just like, you know what? I'm going to get her back. She is just looking pretty over there and doing all these funny things. I'm going to loosen, take my tie off and loosen my shirt collar and roll up my long sleeves and it's just like those are the classic marks of like it's just funny i liked it a lot like that's a it's a little bit of a trope in romance you know you roll up the sleeves and then you're suddenly more attractive for guys right so i like that a lot that was super funny i i just love the way they they work together so um like i said calliope was super relatable on her like i want to get to the facts but then she also wants to just be there for them and to help them. I like that a lot. Um, I was a little surprised that Steph and Marco, Emery's friends in the very beginning of the book, just kind of got dropped. It made sense. They kind of, they were left in the first town. And when Emery and Calliope go to Vornik, they're not able to go with because they have their own lives there, of course. But still, it was just a little uh, surprising to me. I mean, not that surprising. So it wasn't bad is what I'm trying to say. And again, if we're talking about these characters, there's so many good side characters as well. You have the Alta and you have Cedar, who is the other spirit that we meet. And Alta's funny. The Alta is funny. She's the tender of the grove where Cedar lives. And she's telling them these stories. And she's like, oh, I can only tell you this story if it's stormy because that's kind of the story it is. And then a few minutes later, it starts storming. She's like, okay, well, I guess I could tell you that story now. Like, clearly the world wants you to know. So that was funny. I like Cedar. He's like, I'm a spirit. Spirits don't talk to people. Quit talking to me. Leave me alone. And Aspen's like, no, I'm going to pester you because I'm a child. And he's just a, a young spirit in general anyway. And finally, you know, Cedar's like, fine, I'll talk. I'll spread the word to the other spirits. Like, you know, put up your shields and help out, which is something cool that the spirits can do because it is, you know, the spirit energy that's coming in the surges. And it's like, okay, fine, we'll do it. And he's just like, leave me alone. Go away. I'm tired of dealing with you, Aspen. So Cedar, big fan. Um, I liked Ella Sorman. She's the the head of the Art Guild, and obviously, obviously, she's the head of the Art Guild. You know that by her name because you know clearly. Hopefully, you've read the book or not, but she is the head, and she does a lot of good things. I like that she is trying to be. She used to be the head of the guild when they did more important things when there was less peace, which would be you know spying, uh, smuggling type things or whatever. And now that there's peace, they're like, oh, we just. They, all she can do is play music and she's trying to revitalize that at the end where she's like, no, we're going to go do the real work again. We're going to keep things moving. We're going to help the basically force the council to do what they need to do because they want to just lay back and not do it so much. So we're going to fix that. So I like that a lot. I already kind of talked about my the atmosphere a lot. I really like the atmosphere in the caves where... You could feel Emery's confidence at being a, a boat runner in the caves mixed with just his ability and their the descriptions made it really nice in the caves. And so that was a really good atmosphere. Like I said, the writing and the plot, the investment, those were so fun. I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, some of my enjoyment stuff now because that's that's what the really good stuff is. So I love the copper mill scenes where they get to copper mill and he's like, you know, remember how I told you in the story that uh, 
copper mill used to be used to have a lot of thieves and was a little better now and cal's like oh yeah i remember that like you said it's better now he's like i said it's a little better now and it's just funny because everywhere he goes he's being like oh it's 20 golds 10 golds for a night and this and this and then everybody's just out robbing and there's gunshots everywhere it was just funny and silly just a bit oh, this is the thieving town. And they when they escaped, that was a really fun way. And then they're going through the tunnel. And he's like, oh, no, we're all, we're going to get stuck. And he's able to navigate them through that. And they're able to safely get through that area. It was a lot of fun. I liked at the, okay, so I want to be truthful here. At the end, I honestly thought that because Aspen was pushing himself too much, that he was going to be the one to die. And then I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. This very last scene where uh, Aspen takes over Emery. Now maybe Emery's the one who dies and Aspen lives or maybe they both die like i was really i was like oh i don't know what's gonna happen i was glad to i'm glad to report they both live both very weakened and i loved the the scene where they're like oh no aspirin are you okay and the tiniest wispiest mouse is it's just like yeah because he's always like a big animal because that's what he likes to be you know and i just made me laugh out there loud at that and then you know at the end of the book they've kind of saved as many people as they can by finding the caves and okay this is another point the family teasing was just so on point for lovable teasing each other it's just so real like i totally can see i have a kind of relationship with my brothers where i like we like to tease each other a lot and this would have fit right in with each other. The competition of, hey, I, I'm going to be the first to greet Calliope because, you know, she's my girlfriend. They're like, oh, you're going to be the first? And then they, you know, throw him into the snow and go greet her. And then he's the last one because of that. And these things are just so fun. You can really feel the love behind their teasing. And it never got to the, like, true, like, spiteful or mean teasing. So... I really like that. And then at the end, he's got all these rumors flying about him because, you know, he was possessed and Aspen was doing all the work, keeping the shield up at the end. And he's like, people are saying you're a god. People are saying you saved every city in the whole world, you know? And he's like, oh, please, like, I just did what I had to do. Like, how can I stop this? And he's like, I'm going to have to plan my death. And Calliope's like, well, let's take a step back. And he's like, okay, thanks for helping me avoid planning my planning to fake my own death because that's a lot of work. And again, it just made me laugh. And then, of course, at the end, Emery gets into the guild with the promise of being more than just a musician. And Cal graduates and gets a job doing research and studying something she's always wanted. So I really liked it. Oh, another thing I just thought of would be when Emery and they're visiting Devon Gray and they're doing all the research on surges. And Emery's like, uh, I'm just going to head out because I don't understand any of this math stuff and this other physics stuff. So I'm just going to go play and practice. And then he's out practicing and he sees the glow worms and he's like, oh, I'll play the songs. And he notices the glow worms, you know, lining up a certain way, which they do every time when they've been playing. And it finally clicks. Oh my gosh, this is the key to the song that we've been trying to sing. And this is where the caves are for protection against the surgeon. So I thought that was a really nice part of foreshadowing where it's mentioned very early on that the glow worms will respond and you know, wiggle or move in a certain way when a song is being played. And so when it's the right song, it produces the right results. And that was a really nice thing. So there's a lot of questions, though, that I have. You know, we know that surges are like spiritual energy, but why? Where is it coming from? Why is it so much bigger this time around? Because they've been coming every five-ish years without issue, and now they're much bigger. You know, why are they killing spirits? Then they, I mean, because they're bigger, they're killing spirits. But like, I just am curious what's going on with that. I really want to see more of that. And that's going to wrap up my discussion of The Stray Spirit by R.K. Ashwick. Again, I really enjoyed this book. 
Thanks, everybody, to listening. Thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. If you have any questions or comments, you know, please send those to LibromancyPod at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. That really helps out. And remember to surge with the magic of books. Mm-hmm.